1: Hello, hello, and welcome to the Affirmative Murder, one-year murderversary. I am Alvin Williams, joined as always by my partner in true crime, Francel Evans. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, everybody. Folks, it's been one hell of a year. We've come so far and have so much further to go. I was just listening to some old episodes, and boy, are they bad to me. They're really hard for me to listen to, but uh, I find so much pride in, And the leaps that we've made, I mean, just a year ago around this time, me and Fran were cheek to cheek Mm -hmm. on one seat, one mic like Nas, one room, no audio interface, just straight plugged into the uh, laptop with a computer microphone, Mm -hmm. like we were doing ASMR videos. And now we are. What, eight feet from each other? He has his own mic. I have my own mic. There's stickers on the laptop of our logo. Yeah. That in the year of the development of the show, that came along as well. Shout out to Eric Cavell. You did your thing on that logo, my brother. Folks, I I really uh I can't thank you guys enough for sticking with us and 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 being a part of the wonderful Facebook community and and watching that blossom in itself is another just a beautiful thing. I mean, we, that, that thing is not even a year old yet and it just is a community of these wonderful people that indulge in wonderful conversations and laugh and through darkness and, 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 and console each other and lend out advice and, 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 and interact with each other and meet each other. We're not advocating that because I want no responsibilities. But <laughs> if you decide that you want to take that risk and meet somebody off of the Internet, that's your business. But we have in a sort of way facilitated that in a slightly but again disclaimer we have nothing to do with that that's all your choice and i support it if you know if you believe that you know you made a friend you know if you think that they're an affirminator go grab a cup of coffee in a public place during the daytime and then go your separate ways in separate cars and don't tell each other where you live period those are the rules if you're going to meet up, cool, but those are the rules, folks. If they, that's what they are, and you follow them to the T. I'm saying that now. Fran, it's been a hell of a year, man. I mean, what are, what are you thinking, man? It's pretty amazing, right?
2: Yeah. I mean, but first, why are you dressed like a ghetto burglar, though? What are you trying to steal again, the show? I,
1: again, again, <coughs> no, no.
2: <laughs> H-
1: hilarious. That was a hilarious joke. I just I caught onto that late. Again, this is an audio medium, and you've been doing this since we started. I don't know why you have to call me out for things. It, it hurts my feelings. Sorry, nobody needs to know that. I, also, just to be sure, you're wearing a full-on hoodie. So let's, you know, like, like who's the burglaring? Who who's stealing the show? You know, Fran. But uh, no. Anyway, as I look around the studio, there's cereal boxes everywhere. Yeah, we have uh, somebody quilt. Knitted us a, a logo within the. I mean, that was like the first month or two that that came through, and that person's name is escaping me right now, and I'm sorry about that, but it's hanging up in the pod loft, and we appreciate you, and we appreciate people sending us cereals to uh, try out on the cereal and cereal, which is progressing very well. It's just been, it's just been a beautiful year, man. You know, I I came into this. Me and Fran, we had a we had an idea to do a podcast, and we just kind of said, fuck it, man. Let's just get some equipment. Like, mm-hmm. We don't know what we really need, but let's just get a mic and, and just see what we do. And we there was no hesitating. We didn't try to overthink it or over, you know, calculate when we should drop and, you know, what. You know, we just got on the mics and we talked about what we feel and let people know, hey, man, we don't know shit. We're two college dropouts, so... But we want to learn and that was our only mission really going into this is to let let it be clear that hey we don't know much but we like true crime and we like to talk to people and learn things and 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 from there it's been a year into this thing i sit here proudly to say uh i was waiting until closer to the affirmative uh murderversary to announce it but we are we have had a hundred thousand downloads in this year and uh that is that is mind-blowing to me because i i remember telling you like man if if we got 10 people that weren't my mom and and like you know your daughter Mm -hmm. to listen to this that would be amazing if if one person that we didn't know listened to this that would be great Mm -hmm. and now we have listeners in europe and australia and in 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 the the dakotas california we have uh, listeners in, in uh, Utah, you know, I mean, just just amazing, amazing people that just full-on support us and left us re- wonderful reviews on iTunes and just sent us beautiful things. And, and, and it's, it's, it's been a little overwhelming, and, and I try to not get too, like, wrapped up and emotional about it. But it is, it is a really beautiful thing, what has happened in this, in this year. And, and being a part of the podcast community... We're on a network, you know. Like, shout out to Murderly, shout out to everybody on Murderly. You know, you know. I think 2019 is going to be a big year for both us and Murderly. Mm -hmm. So, it's just been kind of surreal, and I, I I really, I really uh, am just proud of both of us. You know, Uh, Frank, you've always been like the reserved, laid back dude. Yeah. And just in this year of doing this podcast, I've I've heard noises come out of your mouth that I've never heard—sounds <laughs> and yells and v- sound effects and character character voices and all these kind of things that that have left me shocked as a person that I've, I've known since I was twelve years old. I was like, "Well, I didn't know Fran could do a Medea voice," and, and just a bunch of things over these fifty-plus episodes. And I I think anybody who's listened could can say without a doubt that fran from episode one to fran now is completely different you you sound so much more comfortable on a mic every episode you get better and better and better and i'm just uh, there's nobody i would rather be doing this with and uh i just this is to more success man thank you more life more success more listeners um there's a lot of politics in this podcast shit like a lot of people suck ass and you know buddy up to people Mm -hmm. for the sake of you know trying to get a promotion put on a podcast and all that kind of shit and it's like if as long as me and you fuck with what we're doing i don't really care about i'm not you know if 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 there's shout out to shout out to shay from all crime no cattle him and his wife shout out to everybody on the murderly network shout out to shout out to jv from the all the many different podcasts that he does he actually was the first person that put us on a on his podcast, we guessed it on his podcast, uh, and uh, but you know that that and there's a lot of awesome people on Twitter who host podcasts and share us and all that kind of stuff like that. But um, at the end of the day, if all that went away tomorrow, I don't care because we have an awesome community of people, mm. and you got my back and I got your back. So I don't I'm, I'm not here to be concerned about you know kissing ass or you know telling people that. What they do is great, even though I haven't listened. because there's a lot of that. There's a lot of there's a lot of phoniness in this shit, man. Politics that I don't play along with, because mm-hmm. that's just it's a hobby, man. Yeah, to me. Yeah. And if if something else comes out of it, and some awesome stuff has come out of it, you know, being on a network and 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 getting uh some some ads run on our on our podcast and people mm-hmm. sending us stuff, that's all really cool. But at the end of the day, this is the this is a hobby that I've stuck with the longest out of any hobby I've ever taken up, and I, that's what I'm proud of. You know, graphic design, quit that. <laughs> Karate, quit. Magic, quit that quickly. <laughs> Soccer, pff, that didn't last long. You know, so this is this is one thing that I've done, and it's been fun, and i have never have been like, this is I don't want to do this anymore. Mm. You know, and. I'm happy about that, and I and I have no desire to stop doing it anytime soon. Mm-hmm. And that's really a first for me. There's no, there's been no other hobby really that has taken time out of my life that I've said, well, I know it takes, it's time consuming and it's hard, and editing is hard, and getting on social media to really get yourself out there, it's a lot of work. But you know, fuck it, I like it. You know, mm-hmm. it's the first time for that. Everything else been like, oh my god, the games are at eight a.m. for soccer. Mom, I quit. Even though you paid for me to play soccer, I don't want to do that anymore. So I'm just not going to go to the games anymore. That's kind of been my track record. So I don't care about anything else other than just the awesome community that we've built and continue to build and doing this podcast with you and continuing to learn about crazy, fucked up shit in the world and getting perspective on it. Anything more than that is not really my concern. I just wanted to put that out there. Um, But... This is, I mean, it's been amazing, man. Yeah. Um, what are what are what are some of the highlights to you? Some of your favorite, even if it's not a specific moment, like just in doing this. What are some
2: cr- things that I was like, what that happened? You know. Uh, well, first we get that. I just want everybody to know that that Alvin does a great job. I don't. Nobody doesn't know what goes on behind the scenes. Thank you, man. So, man, but. If it wasn't for you This would This would never happen I'll tell you that right now Cause I Cause me I procrastinate on everything So right. This wouldn't happen I mean you run the show You know I just got your back You know I'm five, You know I'm your bodyguard You know I'm here I just want everybody to know that He does a great job Whatever he does He he edits Y'all hear the edits He does He just He does everything He's the He's the all American He's the The Swiss army knight For this This podcast shit Like he Thank really you, Does everything But As far as my favorite moments Um Shit, I mean, like from the be the fir- if nobody ever heard the first episode till now, I mean, like I listened to it and like my ears want to bleed. Yeah, it's like it's oh my it's, god, it's it's a world of a difference. <laughs> yeah. it's pretty impressive in a year that that's how far we've come.
1: Cause I I had to listen to it for the sake of what we're gonna do today. Uh-huh. I had to listen to the first episode, and it just was like wow. Yeah, you know, it was no sound effects. No, was, no sound effects. We were begging Zlicious to give us a sponsorship. Yeah. That was. Sad. Yeah, that never panned out. I emailed them. I, you know, I emailed them. I was on their jock. Like just, to, I'll, just even just to say thank you, I'll take that. Yes. Nothing. And we were on their jock hard for like yeah. two or three episodes. Yeah. Like man, nothing makes my day brighter than z Yeah. Add free no money in our pockets, <laughs> just off the love of the right. uh, caramel apple
2: popcorn, man. Yeah. I mean, I was like, this is not getting us nowhere, and, and I, I haven't ate Z-Licious since that episode. No. To be honest.
1: But um, if I'm gonna be quite honest, fuck Z-Licious popcorn. Yeah. You
2: know,
3: fuck, fuck y'all, him. man.
1: Y'all didn't recognize what was bubbling in the streets. Right. We gave you a chance to get on right. the bandwagon, first seat. Yep. Polished. You yep. know what I'm saying? Nobody else on the bandwagon, and hey, you didn't even respond. <laughs> man, I will die before I eat another Zelicious anything. Yeah. I'll die first.
2: <laughs> but Continue, um, friends. yeah, it was. I mean, even the the uh, intro song is like. I yeah. mean, we did a step up from that.
1: Yeah, man. Uh, that the first time we got something yeah was just you know what i mean like oh hey we like reese's cups somebody sent us reese's you know like shit like that is just it's surreal you know what i mean you know the first like when the when the when the uh, facebook group went from just like me and fran and sierra and and stephanie yeah to like people from other states and that aren't our friends that first time you see a whole list of people that you have no mutual friends in common. Mm-hmm. They don't know you from high school. It's just mm-hmm. a bunch of people who are here for your podcast. It's humbling, man. It really is. This whole thing. That's if that, if I was to put a word on it, it's just it's been humbling, mm-hmm. and we've had to be humbled in for great things and for and for some not so great things. For some, sometimes our mouths get us in a little bit of trouble. We say some stuff that might offend some people, and it's never intentional. Mm-hmm. But it's cool to have a a little society of people to come check us and be like, hey man, you said this this way. That's not really accurate. Mm -hmm. You know? So we appreciate just you guys, everybody in the Facebook group, everybody out there in general, Instagram, Twitter, just being there to check us, but not check us in a dickish way. Yeah. Check us in a in a family kind of way, like, hey man, I love what you do. We love both you guys. But here's the facts on this. Yeah.
2: That's that's one thing, that's probably the biggest thing I learned about doing this podcast. Like you you're not always right. Yeah, And you don't know what other people go through for for you to, to speak on a topic and don't know all the facts about it. Absolutely. So, I mean, those people will be like, hey, no, nah, you're not right. And yeah. then for me, I used to be like, if somebody told me I was wrong, I'd be like, well, fuck you. But <laughs> <laughs> now it's like, it's like if I read something that said like, if you if you can't take criticism, then there's something wrong with you. Yes. So, um yeah, so when those people do that, I was like, all right, maybe well, I should do more research or I should educate myself better yeah. on something than before I go ahead and, and say something stupid out of my mouth. So that's one thing I did learn from this podcast though.
1: Absolutely. So. Because as 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 great, as much as I like to just dismiss people, it's one of my favorite things. Yeah. That doesn't help you grow. You know what I mean? Like if you go, if somebody says, "Hey, man, well, you're actually not fully right about this," or you said this wrong, and you go, "I ah, fuck you!" Yeah, exactly. Then you stay I mean. you, and you don't grow as a person, yep. and you don't progress as a person, as opposed to going, "Well, fu- all right, I won't." Let me just click on this link and read this mm-hmm. before I flip off. You know yeah. what I mean? And 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 this podcast has also helped me with that. And I mm-hmm. feel like taking that ladder as opposed to the well, I don't really care what you think, mm-hmm. you know, side of things you i i feel like i know more than i did a year ago yeah i don't i'm not an expert on anything but i know what is genuinely offensive to people Mm. what is internet offensive to people because there's a lot of shit out there that's just internet offensive to Mm. people like over the weekend i found somebody said man the office couldn't get made in 2018 because that show would get canceled and it was like what and that's one of the best shows ever made, mm-hmm. and internet outrage is real like outrage culture is real, but there's some stuff that really is genuinely offensive mm-hmm. but if the office if you watch the office and you're genuinely offended, you need to get a perspective on what life is, you know what i mean mm-hmm. but that's that's just a small example of how this podcast has taught me what what are some things where you need to go no I can't just speak on that and something where you're it's just like. I can give my it's not a, it's not serious enough for for me to have to do a deep dive on it because mm-hmm. everything isn't some stuff you can just go. Eh, that's that's stupid. And I don't need to know all the details. Mm-hmm. It just I, I don't care. But it's everything you can't do that with. Right. So we appreciate you guys for giving us that perspective and giving us that education on how the world works. And, and, and you can't just see everything from your side all the time. You need to have different perspectives and 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 sees things differently for example just the whole thought of this podcast man like we started this podcast because we like to listen to some true crime podcasts and a lot of those true crime podcasts are like predominantly run by women there aren't a lot of uh people of color in the bigger name podcast and we said man we love what these podcasters are doing my favorite murder is the podcast Mm -hmm. and you know i know you like you, some last podcast on the left, you listen to some, some of their episodes yeah. and I like some true crime garage and those are men. But like and, and 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 even the ones that are run by women, they're predominantly white women, you know, mm-hmm. so there wasn't a lot of true uh, color and true crime as far as the podcasts that were on the mainstream that we were listening to. So we said, you know what, man, we can do this, man. We like true crime. How about we just get a podcast and we kind of just add some flavor to the genre. And a year later. Hundred thousand downloads, man. I mean that's 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 crazy to me. Yeah. That really is that's super wild. Hundred thousand downloads, murderly network,
2: a Facebook community of awesome people. And just shout out to everybody in the Facebook. Super nice people. Yes. Funny, educated, you know, everybody I love everybody in there. Passionate. Yeah, it's just and then, you know, I don't I don't read the comments on what is it? Um on uh, the podcast uh, app or oh, whatever Yeah, Apple oh, whatever on, on Apple iTunes. Yeah, yeah I don't read uh, the yeah. I don't read the comments on that too a lot a lot of the times. But for the people that, or oh, for the one person, the comment that I saw that was somebody being an asshole. I don't even know the person still listening to this this podcast. Now. I doubt it. But fuck you. Yeah, talk your shit. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. Yeah, I mean like, cause I just don't like when people comment. It's like if you got something negative to say. Keep it to yourself. If you, if you don't like it, yeah. fine. There's like, a difference
1: between being negative and being constructive. Right. And we're not gonna give people we're not gonna give this person too much airtime, again, because we don't even know who they are or anything like that. But there's a difference between going, uh, ah, this podcast isn't really for me. Two stars. And being like, This shit, y'all should die. You know what I mean? Like, right. you know, like go I've seen, and I don't even the one that you're describing, I don't even I haven't seen one even that bad. I've seen people post reviews from Mm -hmm. theirs that are like y'all should you should kill yourself like just vitriol just Mm -hmm. like you know something man you're not funny and you should die i hope you die (laughs) and it's like you took time out of your day to post that up so luckily for us we haven't gotten that yet there's no wood to knock on but if it comes i don't really care man i like constructive criticism i take anything somebody says to me and i genuinely absorb it and i try to do better right you know like early on I felt like I was saying like a lot, mm-hmm. and I might say like a lot still. But I didn't tell you what, I say like a lot less than I used to say <laughs> like, because I'm conscious of it, uh. you know. And uh, just early on, we we weren't editing, you know, mm-hmm. just things like that. People saying the the levels are kind of low, all that kind of stuff. I took into account and tried to and make the it. podcast right. better, you right. know. But I, I can't fix you telling me I should go kill myself. Right. I, there's nothing I can do. I can't do. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I have a cat and a dog, you know? So I, I'm, I can't. I'm sorry I can't fulfill that uh, request from you, you right. know? But we haven't gotten anything like that so far because I do know how to trace IP addresses, and these hands work. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. enough of that. I'm going to jump out of that real quick because we actually have some mail. Okay. So uh, it's mail time you've got mail 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 mail, mail. you've got mail mail you you have
3: got, 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 got mail mail
1: mail you've got mail all right folks that's right it's mail time this week's mail is from jess huey shout out to you jess go tigers jess is a clementine fan okay. i mean i'm what what i mean she might like clementines a clemson fan the, the yeah the only she might like. I meant Clemson, but she she she's a Clemson fan, the college. So go Tigers. I don't know why I said Clementine. I know why I said it. it's close. Shut Cle- up, France. i looking at me. Clemson Tigers. Clemson University. Shout out to the Tigers. Boo!
2: Whoa. Ohio State Buckeyes.
1: Whoa! Boo-hoo. All right. That was aggressive. <laughs> she just sent us something, so that, that was that was uncalled for. All right. Opening this. I love man. Did my mail dance. Get my shoulders going. On uh, what? Mm. 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 Ooh, bubble wrap. Can't see. Mm. I can't see either, man. It's got plastic around it. Okay. I see how you... Do. Okay, you want bubble wrap. Hmm. You, want, you, want, you, want, you, want, you want bubble wrap, Jess? You just cut the tape. I don't have a knife on me. Use your teeth. I'm not going to bite <laughs> something out of a package. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. I can't I'm going see. to... Don't even fucking say it, man. I'm about to show you. Oh, man. Jess... Here, man. Here, they're magnets. You can put them on your fridge. Fran has a new fridge in his new house, Ooh. and uh, they're affirmative murder magnets, man. Thank you so much, Jess. This is so cool. It's going on in the fridge. It's like almost like kind of like a slab of marble looking yeah. kind of thing. And that takes work. This isn't is easy, two of them? man. She indented. Yeah, I got one. Oh, you got man. one. Yeah. And she she uh she she signed her work on the back. Yeah, this is awesome. That's amazing Wow Thank you so much Jess That's going on the fridge um, man Oh yeah most definitely That's going on the fridge man A plus Shout out to Jess for that Anyway folks This week what we wanted to do uh, As opposed to the normal format What we wanted to do Is we wanted to take a little trip Back in time And actually tell Retell Our favorite stories That have stuck with with us The most In this year of podcasting Uh, Fran would you like to go first Or would you like me to go first It Uh, doesn't really matter I'll go first All right, cool please All
2: right. so, um now I don't even remember what episode this was. Also keep that magnet away from your computer too much. Oh, okay. Thanks. Um, uh, I think this might have been episode two, I believe. Okay. If nobody have heard of it. So my favorite affirmative murder for season one, year one was Harrison Graham. Mmm. That's nah. the guy that had the Cookie Monster puppet, right? Yes. Okay, yeah. So yeah, Harrison Graham was A. K. A. Junior. A.K.A. Frank mm-hmm. and M-K-A. M.K.A. Is M.K.A. or M.K.A. Is mostly known as? I just made right, it up. You might have just made M-K-A that M-K-A up. M.K.A. Marty. <laughs> M.K.A. Yeah. All right. Yeah. M.K.A. Marty. Marty. Yeah. So that's that. Was his most popular name was, yeah. was Marty. But, you know, he had three different names, which means for me, I like multiple personality disorder. Yes. So. Now, I'm question
1: having- to you. Did you learn that in the. Within the year, doing this podcast, or is that something you've always known? That's something that really intrigues you.
2: No, I just always been interested in it. I seen a couple doc. It's one documentary. I think we talked about it. I can't remember. Yeah, the kid the, that's like,
1: oh, I'm, 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 the, Tommy. The
2: girls, the she lady. A girl, right? She's a lady, yeah, yeah, but was yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah, had a little boy inside that of her. one, and then like, you know, the movie Split. I yeah, love that movie. Split's crazy. Yeah. So it's just how do you? It's just It's when hard I think to wrap about it. Around. Yeah. When I think about it, it's just like how do your brain just switches from different people yeah it's pretty it's pretty fascinating it's it's and then like you know when your brain does that these different people have they have backstories so it's like yeah. it's it's a whole oh yeah. it's just so so Harrison Graham was um a serial killer from uh Philadelphia PA so he was evicted from his apartment due to a bad odor so they found seven victims in his mm. Dead victims in his in his apartment, you know they they was either covered in trash or yeah. under trash.
1: Wasn't one of them under a mattress? Yeah, one
2: was wrapped in like bedding, yeah. and the other one was like under sandwiched, the mattress, like sandwiched was, between the box
1: spring and the mattress.
2: Yes, right? it was oh. just like they had an example as it was um the body was like a a old a old flower sandwiched yeah, between, like between a, book. a book. Yep,
1: like a like like, a, like a Oreo.
2: Yeah, and it was like they was like this dude might have been sleeping on this. This mattress for, like, a long time. Like, mm. and these bodies were, they was... Decomposed. These de- de- Decomposed, mm. yeah. So they'd they been in there for... Getting soft who, and then
1: just mushing them down in between them. Oh, God.
2: Yeah, so um, they went looking for this guy, Harrison Graham, and he left from the apartment before they came to evict him or to go out and check out what the fuck is going on. Why right. does this place smell like that? So he was gone, and he had his raggedy Cookie Monster Puppet. <laughs> That he kept with him at all times. He
1: like entertained children with that thing, right? Yeah. Or yeah. that's like quote unquote. Entertain. I feel that's the thing where you're like, hey man, I'm the Cookie Monster. Done it, and they're like, okay, cool, thanks, Marty. We're trying to go to the store now. Yeah. Like, you're <laughs> like we didn't ask you to do this. Well,
2: that time when he was doing the Cookie Monster, he was junior. Oh, when he, when oh, that's the cookie his. Oh. monster. he was oh, junior. Sorry, my bad. I'm sorry. Yeah. So yeah, he, Sorry. At then when he was junior, my mistake. Yeah. And when he was junior, he was two years old. They say he mm. was. He was. He was the kid. Yeah. Junior is the kid That's terrifying So what he would do was um, he, would, he would go on long walks They say he was a loner So he would go on long walks Well he's never alone Yeah that's true <laughs> He would go on long walks He would play basketball With the local kids He entertained them With the Cookie Monster mm. So I guess he did a voice I mean like this dude was This was a big dude too Yeah He was a big dude And he was entertaining kids With a Cookie Monster puppet I mean that's weird as fuck Absolutely so they said that he would, when he get drunk, he would act a little crazy. Drunk? When yeah, he would get drunk, um, yeah. When he get drunk, he'd act a little crazy. That's Marty. And get he drunk. would talk, and he would talk to his, he would talk to his puppet. So he was arrested. He confessed to the women found in his apartment. Uh, they said he accidentally killed them during sex. He admitted under the influence of drugs, um, and he was in full remorse. Now, when he was doing drugs, he was um, frank. He was frank <laughs> when he was doing drugs. Didn't didn't one it wasn't one
1: of these things that he said. Uh, one of the girls was his girlfriend that yeah. he killed, mm-hmm. but he didn't. It was something where it was like she couldn't defend herself since she was dead. But he was saying, "I didn't want to kill her. I loved her." It was something like that, right? Yeah. Like he was saying, "No, I didn't. I didn't rape and kill her. She let me have sex with her because she was my girlfriend."
2: Yeah, with it like was just one, something. Crazy. Yeah, it was something like that. It was just um, he was just a rough dude. So it was like. When he was Frank, he was this he was this foul mouth drug addict. Dude. Uh-huh. And this when he would get to, he would get the these were addicts he was getting, you know. Yeah. Got some drugs mm-hmm. for you at the spot. Yeah. They come through, he would, you know, have sex with these women, kill them, mm-hmm. you know, uh would um choke them or whatever. So, and then so like I said, Frank was Frank was the foul mouth drug addict and the murderer. Junior was the unaman unmanageable 2-year-old who adored the cookie monster. And Marty was the likable handyman mm. that you know did work around the neighborhood, and you know, and then when they when police called him, he was <laughs> when police called him, he was he was Mari at the time. So he was, you know, <laughs> I mean, like that's just insane. <laughs> he was this person at the yeah. time, so he got life in prison without parole. Now the reason why I like the story so much, so much is again because of multiple um, personality disorder, also uh-huh. called. Dissociative Identity Disorder yep. So I saw a couple facts And it was like One fact that stuck out to me Was that For people that have this disease Or disorder Depend on the situations that they're in Who is it, Who like comes sh- out
1: Stress related Yeah,
2: yeah. Who, It depends on who comes out yeah. So If you got into a fight and then one of your personalities can was fight like, come out. was James, who was like a fucking seven foot bodybuilder. Uh-huh. He would come out. Yeah, and I think that's crazy. Yeah, like that is that is insane. One, like
1: one thing I've learned from all the, because you've done a few multiple personality disorder, mm-hmm. um, things. Is I had it took me time to check myself because I always was under the impression that this is like a, a courtroom tactic. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't do this. I'm crazy. I, it took. Research for me to realize like, like insane, well, yeah. Like, there's many cases of this. Mm-hmm. This isn't just there's people that claim to have multiple personality disorder, there's scientists that have data to back up there being some proof of multiple personality disorder. This isn't just used by people who g- trying to get away with murder, yeah. Like, there are people who are functioning, like in the documentary that we both saw, I can't remember mm-hmm. the name of, uh, that aren't criminals, they're
2: just living with multiple personality disorder, yeah. you know. Well, they uh, they was going to use that in court, but it was like, no, he's not insane, he's just. He has multiple personalities. I mean, yeah. that's just yeah. It's not, they're not trying to use insanity as you know as something to help him on court. It was right? Like, no, nah, this dude's just he's legit like yeah. that. Like, just letting you know. Yeah. Also, I saw that nearly everyone experienced what they call mild dissociation um, disorder. So, which is like daydreaming, mm. getting lost in getting lost in a moment, and your mind wandering. So everybody has this. Everybody. I wonder does if déjà vu is a connection with that. Because sometimes I'll
1: ride past a place. I'm sure I've been yeah. there before. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm sure I did something here before, mm-hmm. but I, it just I'm, I mean, it's just daydream. Yes. Or, Like not
2: real. Or something. Right. So everybody experienced that, but the people that have it severely are the people that can't snap out of it. Yeah. Completely break. Yeah. Or go full on into it for a little bit. That is. Mind blowing. That's pretty wild, <laughs>
1: especially when one of them is two and likes a puppet. Yeah, you're a six foot something man.
2: Yeah, and then like also it says that when these people switch into these personalities, they don't they don't know about the other ones. Yeah. Like, how? Like this is one person's brain. I just shattered. I, <laughs> I just, just, just don't get shatter, it. Just a shattered brain split up. Yeah. Um. So you know how all the ones we, that we've done, it's been some type of um. It began in their childhood. Yeah. So, so seventy percent yeah seventy kind percent of. of people with multiple dis- personality disorder report a history of child childhood trauma that makes sense you need to like I hear a
1: lot i have read a lot of of stories or, like personal accounts of sexual assault victims where they they say uh i forgot what the word is called but they just they go somewhere else mm-hmm. where while it's happening you know like they just go lifeless for a bit just to escape like you it's so unbelievable what's happening to you right now that you just disassociate from reality. You're just gone. You know? And, that and, is crazy. and sometimes just, sometimes they don't, they don't they don't snap back right away. Sometimes a couple of days are just out of it. Don't won't talk. Won't won't move a lot a mm-hmm. lot. Just cause they snapped and went somewhere else just to escape the trauma. Mm-hmm. It's your body helping you out. You know, that's what it is. A lot of times, you know, that's what shock is even. Like Mm -hmm. when you, if you got your arm cut off right now, your body gets flooded with dopamine just to, to, to take your mind somewhere else, not your arm being off right now. You know? So the mind is, the mind is, the mind is pretty fascinating.
2: I've seen a video when you say shock, I've seen a video of this, you know, they got some crazy ass videos on Facebook. So some lady and some How dude, crazy though? I've seen some crazy like, shit on Facebook. Like some like lady and some dude got in a not that crazy. Okay, all right, okay. But some lady and some dude got in an accident. And uh-huh. like oh. the car was com like the top it looked like a damn convertible. It like a go kart. Yeah. Almost. And the dude was fucked up. The uh-huh. dude, the passenger seat, the dude that was driving was back past- And the the lady was fine. She was she didn't have nothing and she was sitting there doing her lipstick lipstick and makeup. Yep. That is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And they was just like, She's in shock right now. Yep. Just I was like, yeah. "What?"
1: Yeah. If you ever see the, like the first ten minutes of Saving Private Ryan, there's this crazy beach scene where there's they're dropping bombs on the beach and people are picking up their limbs and oh my god, looking around like, oh, uh, like just out of it, just lost. You that's know, crazy. it's that's a pretty uh, cr- uh crazy representation of shock. You know, yeah. in that scene. But I've
2: seen it in like in real life happen. Yeah. You know, just it's it's pretty wild I wish, what the mind will do to protect. Yeah. I yourself. wish I was like. Rich where I can just like just study the brain just for the fun of it.
1: I mean, you don't need to be rich, man. They're called books.
2: Well, I mean, I don't have the time to do that. Okay. And if I'm rich enough. I don't have to work and I can just do what I want. So True. I would just just study I would just sit there and study the brain for no reason at all. Just be like, What just just to find out what it does, just how it works, it's just crazy. It's just Yeah, it's pretty the weird. brain is crazy. Like but that's my favorite one. Just the multiple personality disorders it's just it's I love it. It's just I I've always been interested in it So that story stuck out to me That's probably my that's, It's not probably It is my favorite story Of all the ones That I've done And that, that you've done
1: Yeah that's that's, that, that's pretty wild I do remember a lot of details From that That yeah. are grotesque But um, before I jump into mine I just wanted to read A couple of things uh, Emails that we got sent From awesome people And one that really touched me Was one that I actually got last night I sent one more Last call to action Out to everybody Like, If you have any questions Or anything You know Send them to us you know, or audio clip, send them to us and so you know, we, can, we can get them in for today. But I said it yesterday, so it was tomorrow. And we got a beautiful email from a lovely woman named Jessica W. I'm not going to say her full name because I don't know if she wants that out there. But Jessica W, you know who you are. She's in the Facebook group. She's an awesome person. I just wanted to read her beautiful email. So check this out. <clears throat> Hi, guys. It's got two exclamation points. Uh, <laughs> I didn't really have a question, but I wanted to say a huge thank you to what you guys do. You are not afraid to tackle some of the issues going on in the world. And you are always willing to have a conversation than to pick a side. My dad is male to female transgender. And I love how open you two are. It's always tricky to know who is a friend or someone to be wary of. Always be on the lookout. My mom actually, so my mom by, she means her transition, her mom now. Okay. Uh, My mom actually delivers medicine to people. Who can't go out in public, or are too sick, in palliative care, or live in too far live too far from a hospital to make the trip. So that's that's wow. that's very uh, that's a very noble profession. Um, shout out to you, mom. And but that's t- that's tough. I, yeah. I I gave you shit like two weeks ago when you said you let that fucking a delivery person in your house. So for me, uh-huh. being a person who goes to people's I never think about that when I'm like when I'm giving you shit. How the person. Because that person's in just as much danger. The yeah, person going to the house. Exactly. It just so happens that if you come to my house, you don't have to be worried because I'm looking at you. Yeah. But as a person <laughs> going to the house, you don't know. They might have just set this shit up. The, the Grubhub account, the Uber Eats account they use isn't theirs, and you're coming to meet your maker. Yeah, you know? I can lock that door my puppy dog to treat him up. Yeah, exactly. You know, you never know. I mean, you know, what's your dog's name? Scout? Sebastian?
2: Don't you ever, ever... Disrespect my dog like that? <laughs> is it no? What is it, Sebastian? Right? No, his name is Jasper. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My bad.
1: Um, yeah, but Jasper, I don't think Jasper could eat a person. But no, he could. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> but
1: um, that's a that's a it's a what what your mom is doing is very noble, but brave too. Cause yeah. you never know. Even if it's not something scary. I, I, again, I was walking down the street and somebody told me my dick was bleeding. Oh, they were crazy, probably schizophrenic. But imagine being in a house with somebody that's schizophrenic and you have to just deal with them. You know, or, or when that lady uh uh was like, I, I was listening to an old episode and, and she was like, where's my bone? Whoa. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, right. You know, like you, I'm here to give, I give a treat to a dog, ma'am. I don't have, you want a, you want a dog <laughs> treat? You know, you just have to be like, I don't have one. While you have to deal with these people. Anyway, back to her email. <clears throat> she loves being there for people and risked everything by going through her transition. Not easy being an older person doing that for fear of losing your kids, your friends, or your job. I worry and and I was again about that whole transition, that whole trans thing. When I heard about how disgusting people got about the bathroom thing, um I'm a person who I like I like facts. Mm-hmm. You know, I like facts. And there's no facts to base um thinking that a person who is trans is going to molest your children. That is just, I haven't read the facts on that. Mm. So a person who is trans, who is saying, if I'm a, a a male to female trans person, when I go into the men's room, I don't feel safe because these men are looking at me like they're going to fuck me up, especially like in a Charleston, you know, in one of the Carolinas down South, mm. you know what I mean? It's hard to be trans and think it's okay to go in the bathroom. And I'm sure for a, Female to male trans person going to the women's room, women calling the police on you, thinking you're a pervert or something like that. So it's it's hard, you know. And I don't really know what the solution is, but demonizing people isn't the solution, you mm. know. C- accusing people of being pedophiles is not cool, you know. I don't. Again, I don't know what the solution is. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't really know if there should just be unisex bathrooms like a a, a a men's room, a women's room and then a unisex room for any anybody can use. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know what the solution is, but the solution isn't this is sh- this sounds weird to me. I've never heard of this before. So they're going to try to have sex with children. Mm-hmm. That's very insulting. Anyway. Yeah, she says she says I worry about her safety, but people like you help me not freak out so much. Which I I don't know how we do that because we ha- we're scared of everybody. So I mean, oh, yeah. if 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 just letting you know to be scared is helping you, cool. I, I'm glad that that is. But um, I'm never I'm never not uh, stiff and alert and uh,
2: watching my surroundings. I I'm like that at all times. I'm like that. I don't don't ever whatever, let your guard yeah, down. wherever I'm at, I'm looking around. Like if this motherfucker walk behind me, yeah, and try some shit. I go in the
1: restaurants. <laughs> I sit at the. I sit with my back to the wall. I don't sit with my back to the door. I don't
2: trust anybody. You know what's weird? I was at work yesterday, right? And then it was a situation going on. I tell you about it. Often. And I was at my case, and I was like, "Okay, the exit is over there." Uh huh. I, yep. I never. For some reason, I just. I was like, oh, the step. I was like, "Can I go around his back?" And I looked around. I was like, "Okay, okay. Yeah, I can just hop that rail. Cool. Go. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, for
1: sure, man. At my job, just to let you guys know, I'm not gonna. I'm. 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 Gonna, I'm gonna keep it going. I'm gonna keep the mystery going. Um, at my job, we are. Uh, transported a lot in vans and I work near the water and every van I get into at work I check the back door (laughs) to know where so make sure I know where because you know back door vans have that like it's not a knob it's like a latch like you got to kind of grip it with your four fingers get it dig into it and then Uh snap it back Sometimes it is a latch, though. I like to know what it is, yeah. what it feels like, where it is, if it's on the left door, or the right door, if it's unlocked. I do yep. all that as soon as I yeah. get in. Cause you never know. This is not a game. I don't trust <laughs> I don't trust people with my life. No. It's my I don't trust anybody with my life. I don't even really like to take Ubers like that. Cause I don't know how good of a driver he is. Yeah. She is. Yeah. I'm gonna put my life in somebody's hands and just be like, all right, I'm gonna take a nap. If you take a nap in an Uber, you're a psycho. <laughs> you just trust this stranger. You trust Kirk with your (laughs) life, off of just seeing his photo and knowing he got four and a half stars on Uber, man, if you don't wake the fuck up (laughs) anyway, listen, Jess, I'm, I'm glad we make you feel that way, but we are, we don't ever feel that way. I'm never like,
2: that's it's cool. (laughs) Nobody's cool. Not now.
1: None of you are cool.
2: (laughs) I don't trust any of you. You Nobody. You can't play video games without somebody going on. No, No, I don't don't trust anybody,
1: but you know, yeah, no, but. Everything's cool. Your mom's cool. You're, everybody's safe. It's cool. It's cool. She says, "Anywho, I did have one thought. Are your partners ever 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 able to make spotlight positions on the episodes? I know you guys sometimes feel uncomfortable talking about women's issues. Maybe that could be a cool episode having them chime in. Are they in the same true are they into the same true crime stuff you guys are?" Do they have a female crime person they are interested in? Hmm, guess I did have questions after all. <laughs> Jessica, that's <was> funny. <laughs> you two have grown so much. I do love how professional you two are, and the quality of the show is great. The show, oh, the way you guys work off each other is my favorite. Frazzle Fran is the best. <laughs> I haven't dived into cereal and cereal yet, but I will. Take it easy, and thanks for making me laugh at work. <laughs> Jess, you are very much welcome. That's Would you awesome. like to touch on that friend uh, is Stephanie uh into true crime stuff? Yes, she
2: is. She watches um I forgot the damn show. Uh Files. What's that show? Uh, uh Case Case Files. Is that what it's called? There's a lot of files
3: shows.
2: <laughs> <I can't. laughs> Cold Case Files? That, there you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, Cold she Case. Wa- fi- yeah, she watches that. I don't know if she has a favorite, you know, person. I yeah, don't know yeah. about that, but she does listen to the episodes, but she loves Cold Case Files. So she like lo- she likes watching um, documentaries, like you know serial yeah, documentaries. Sure. I mean, we don't get a chance to watch them too often because we have little girls. So we can't right, you can't watch, watch them. them. Yeah, and so. then the
1: blood poured underneath the door. So yeah, you're, yeah, you're,
2: that's 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 a wild thing to watch. Yeah, doing, I mean you know. sometimes we get caught. she she's standing, there. we are like oh we gotta cut this <laughs> off. But yeah, she she's in the true crime. She's definitely in the true crime. Yes. Yeah. No. And Stephanie ever wanted to phone
1: in and, and or do your story for you, and mm. you bring in a file and just let her go. I'm all for that. Uh, As far as I'm concerned, no. Uh, Sierra is very much afraid of a lot of things. We will watch true crime documentaries together because she is into documentaries, Mm -hmm. but she definitely doesn't... She listens to the show to support, like, you know, if she's listening, she definitely is cringing at the awful details, but she's just trying to be supportive, which Mm -hmm. I appreciate. I love you very much. But anybody who knows who does listen to Serial and Serial knows that she is now the third leg on Serial and Serial, so um, she is involved in the podcast in a way, Um, but on that front like she would never want to do a real story mm. on her own or watch she wouldn't j- i wouldn't just walk in and see her as watching the id channel mm. never with the music and it's dark bomb and everybody thought everything was cool until the killer came like mm. the- i would never walk <laughs> in and she's just on her own watching that kind of shit mm. it's october now i'm trying to get her to watch scary movies and stuff like that and we got to pick and choose which ones. You know, sometimes you got to do, all right, we're going to do a scary one tonight, and then we'll watch, like, Hocus Pocus tonight, and it's funny. Ha, ha, ha. But just trying to go straight up to the scariest? Like, oh, let's watch Inception. Not Inception. Uh, Insidious.
2: Mm-hmm. No, you know. at like, nighttime? No. Yeah, Steph, she, that's one thing she won't do. I'll be like, let's watch, you know, I don't know, something crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, she, and, and it'd be like, you know, 11 o'clock? She like, nah. No. I yeah, no.
1: And as for me... In order for me to get Sierra to do those things, she'll go, look, I'll watch the movie, but if I get scared at 2 o'clock in the morning and I have to go to the bathroom, you have to get up and stand outside the door while I pee. <laughs> and I've reluctantly, you know, I agree. It hasn't happened yet. It happened once for a separate thing. She just had a bad dream. But it hasn't happened off of where I felt like, damn, why did I why did I put that movie on? Yeah. So it hasn't happened yet. Again, there's no
2: wood to knock on. But... We're just gonna hope that that doesn't happen. I mean, that's I think that's natural for anybody though. When we saw per, uh Parable. when we there saw no activity? Uh, activity, the first one, the when it first came out, there was nothing that like that. That shit had man. me fucked up. I'm not there even There was nothing lie to like you. that. Yeah,
1: <laughs> we went, we went. It was four of us. We went, and when we got back in the car, I don't know. I guess a kid had got on my windshield or something like that. So it was it was like a foggy night, and when I got in and cut the defrosters on, there was a handprint on the yeah. windshield. And I almost threw the whole car away. <laughs> I was like, I almost went like, you you know something. You guys can find your own way home, and uh, I'm gonna call my mom. And I'm not driving this car anymore. So yeah, no, I get it for yeah. sure. But I wouldn't wake up somebody in the middle of the night. Like, can you come stand outside the door while I pee? That's that's extreme. Yeah, but you hit, all, you hit them lights, hit every light, all of the lights, yeah. <laughs> all of the lights. Uh, but um, no, yeah. So that's both of our answers on that. And uh, shout out to you, Jessica W. Shout out. And we appreciate the question, and we appreciate the listen. Now, I want to tell my favorite affirmative murder that we've mm-hmm. done this year. Uh, it is a story that stuck with me ever since I found out about it a year into this podcast. I still watch the court videos from time to time. I think about my position on it now, as opposed to when I first told I the story a, can on the yes
2: affirm- of what it is. Yeah, sure. Is it? Uh, I don't know her name. Is it uh-huh. a female? The one with the kids.
1: Oh yes, you are absolutely it. right. Freezer mom, it. Michelle yep. Blair. It. It's been, it's just, it's my favorite case because it presented so many. <clears throat> and I want to be clear because I read a comment on our, um, uh, our uh, what they, our website, which is not very fu- don't, it's not very functional. I need to get somebody to clean it up. But you can, it's through Squarespace so you can leave comments. And somebody their their comment was like he's being very biased. Like this isn't sh- the kids aren't alive. So she's just saying how he's saying this as if it's true. And I want to be, I feel like I- listening to it today, I said more than once, this is all alleged mm-hmm. because the kids aren't alive. But when you start telling the details, you get wrapped up into it. Cause you start to visualize yeah. and see her story, the story from her side. Mm-hmm. Cause that's all it is. It's her side. Yeah. There is no other side. Cause everybody else involved is, is dead or was too young to remember or you know so um but yeah the Michelle Blair story so basically the Michelle Blair's story was 2015 in Detroit uh there was this woman named Michelle Blair and the uh the housing authority came to her house because she was behind on her rent by like mm-hmm. 2 grand so they came to serve her her eviction notice but she wasn't home so they come up in there and you know it's looking crazy they start looking around pop the freezer open mm-hmm. She's got her uh, daughter named Stoney was in the freezer. So they go, oh, shit, this is beyond what we get paid to do. We just yeah. come here to serve notices. So they call the police. The police show up and they start investigating. They pull Stoney out of the freezer. Underneath Stony is Stoney, Michelle Blair's other son named Steven. They're both in the freezer. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was nine and Stoney was uh, th- uh, 13 years old. Um, and Michelle was hiding nearby. So they eventually found her Brought her into custody She confessed with no time You know really uh, mm-hmm. In in the matter Like she straight up You know confessed to everything And then uh, So Some of the things That I didn't uh, tell Because I got caught up in The recounting of her details Of the story Was um, Authorities have been To Michelle Michelle's Blair home Her home in 2002 And in 2005 mm-hmm. For domestic I mean uh, for Is that domestic? Child abuse Domestic is, is a spouse it's, Yeah for child abuse. So the police have been called out on her before for beating her children, hmm. but it just never went any further than her, you need to go to counseling. There was never anything, another follow up to it. But in 2002 and in 2005, so I, I say that to say I didn't have that information in front of me for the first time I read it. And if it came across like I was very much on her side, it's because. I uh, got caught up, swept up in the story, but she's not some perfect woman who then found out her kid was being assaulted and then snapped and, and, and beat her children. Mm-hmm. She was beating her kids anyway. Yeah. You know, which is sad to say, I think we touched on this the first time I told the story, but, you know, that's just kind of, that's just tradi- tradition in the black home. Like, yeah. I I would never say that be, I mean, now the way she beat her, she beat her kids with, like, extension cords and pieces of wood and hot irons. It was extreme. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't say that woman doesn't love her kids in a in a way, you know. Yeah. Because that's just kind of if 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 she's mentally sick or that's just how she was raised. I'm not gonna say she didn't love her kids as well. Right.
2: Um. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy because like the like the my top five stories that we done those two. Or early on, yeah, I wish we did those later. Actually, but yeah, when we got better, to yeah, be able to tell it. Yeah, know? I mean, I was, I was hoping you was going to do that because I was, I wanted to say that in you know one of my favorite moments, but I couldn't think of her name. But it's just that case is so controversial. It, you could be on either side. It's like she was wrong. I mean, it's like it's so
3: difficult because you still, can say yeah, she's to this day. Yeah, we still, yeah, yeah, it's, it's like,
2: like it's like. <laughs> I can't
1: prove if she's lying. Right. So all I can do is take this side, her story into account. I have to take it into account because that's what she's saying happened. Right. So, but now me knowing that she also was abusive before that, also mm-hmm. I have to take that into account. But, if, rape, murder is bad. Yeah. But rape is bad too. hmm But she murdered her children. And I'm not saying that's okay. I'm saying the same thing I said the first time I told her. I'm not saying that's Okay. I'm just saying, I get it. Right. You know. Exactly. You know. Like I'm saying, I can I can understand how you can hear that from your th- three year old child or however old he was five, hear him telling these g- horrible details. I'm not even going to go too into too far again because I mm-hmm. have. You can listen back to the episode if you would like. It's the first episode we ever did, and the details that she gives in court are awful. But I understand hearing that and just snapping. And wanted to act yeah. instead of call the police. And I, I, as a rational person, I'm saying that's probably what I would have done. Yeah. But I don't you also mean, don't you have children. Not, you mean you know? not calling them? No, calling the police oh. and being like, oh. come get them out of my house, oh, arrest okay. them, oh, pro- perse- prosecute them to the fullest extent of the law. But I also understand being a mother and being a survivor of sexual abuse and your mother didn't. Look out for you mm-hmm. when you were sexually abused. She did nothing. So you grow up and you have this hatred for your mother because yeah. she did nothing. And then your your kid comes to you and says, "Somebody did this to me. I, can you do? Can you help me?" Mm-hmm. And then you go, "I'm gonna do what my mother didn't do." And just you just snap, you know, which is what happened in this case with Michelle Blair. Mm. I believe. I I just. I just kind of believe it, man. I'm sorry. I don't, my position has changed on some things, but that, that just, it's not unfathomable to me to believe that her kids were doing crazy shit to the sun. Mm -hmm. That doesn't make it okay. What she did. Right. But I'm, I'm, it just, if you, I'm going to play a clip in a little bit, but if you just listen to her, it just doesn't sound like she's lying. There's so much conviction in her voice. Now, later on, you find out some crazy stuff about her and, you know, like I said, uh, you know, the fathers weren't around and how abusive she was to her kids and some of the stuff that she even did to her kids. It sounds like when you hear her story of what her son said, says Stephen and Stoney did to her. It sounds like they could have just picked up from watching their mom beat them. <laughs> you know, so it's it's again, it goes into the nature versus nurture thing. It's a lot of pieces in this that are like, it's just it's just such a compl- it's more complex than just this mom killed her kids mm. to me. Some people might not see it that way, but to me, it's just, it's just more complex than that. You know, it's just, it's, it's just, oh God, it's just, this is why it's my favorite story. It just, yeah. it just, it, it, it's confounding. Like it makes me think and it makes me flip flop. Like, do I sound crazy? Why do I think this way? Am I on her side? I can't be on her <laughs> side. She killed two kids, but did they rape her son? Oh God. No. And it just, it just, it's just so, it just, it's a conflicting within me the things that i hear about in this story. Mm. But anyway, so Michelle Blair, she had she had four kids. Uh Maddie was her youngest kid who said that he was sexually assaulted by Steven and Stoney. The gang, they gang raped him and tag-teamed him, made him drink bleach and all these different kinds of things. And um the story's just it's just a heartbreaking story. The details of what she does to her children is out of quote-unquote revenge yeah. according to her what Maddie says he did, she did to them, or what Maddie says they did to her, did to him, and and it's just it's just a crazy story. In the court videos of her outbursts, or you know, uh, the, the the fathers were deadbeats and they weren't around, and then they finally come around when this happens. And I um actually got an email from uh, you, a lovely new listener named Whitney B. I don't want to say her name again because I don't know if she wants her information out there, but she just presented a she. This case, when I first heard it, it was fascinating to me. And she reached out on the Instagram and said, I'm fascinated by this case, too. As a matter of fact, I did some independent research on the case. I'll be happy to send you over the information in the file. So she sent me over some of the stuff that she had gotten from, I I think, Sword and Scale, she said, did this story. And she kind of typed it up, her own information that she had just tucked away. That's a real true crime enthusiast. I, I like to watch true crime documentaries and shit like that but the day i'm like let me write up a dissertation on this and type up a uh, six paragraphs what i think i don't know if she put it published it somewhere but she said she just kind of had it on hand that's real dedication where you yeah. need to type this I, I need to see this in writing get my thoughts on paper on this yeah. one you know that, that's dedication but so she presented just a lot of um information about you know the fact that uh, the CPS was called. The fact that the other uh, father's girls, so Alexander Dorsey and Stephen Berry, who were uh, Stoney and Stephen's parents, they never saw their children up until this story came out. Then they wanted to come and and and, and be involved. And uh, she had another daughter who was her oldest daughter. Her name was Gabby, who I was not able to find an update. I thought maybe somebody would interview her or something like that, but you know, people don't care about black people. People don't care about this story. Yeah. This story should be a lifetime movie or whatever, but it's not because it just didn't get the attention that it should have gotten. You know, mm-hmm. it at the time you said something about this. It sounding like a local story is what you said, and I disagree with that. But that's how it got treated, because if this was a story about two beautiful blonde headed blue like that guy that killed his family i can't even remember his name right now so much mm-hmm. fucked up shit happened in 2018 that was a national story yeah you know killed his wife killed his two kids the wife was pregnant buried him at work he look at him he's handsome looks like a nice guy not what you think but you see this woman michelle blaring like of course she killed her kids look at her she looks crazy as hell you know mm-hmm. and it just didn't nobody was blown away nationally by this headline you know so we're not going to get a, I don't think we're going to get an update from Gabby and no. hear her side of the story because she was 17 at the time of this she was completely lucid she could tell us what happened and all this kind of stuff I would love to see a, a O network documentary or O-Network interview from Gabby my mom's the freezer mom mm. I'm not expecting it but I, I don't see why you wouldn't it's a
2: fascinating story it's, it's insane it would have to go viral for that to happen like somebody would have to bring it up and then millions of people have to comment on it
1: yeah. for them to yeah, like Chris, Evan, like Captain America, Chris Evans would have to be like, "Have you guys heard about this freezer mom story?" And then people go, "What? Oh my god, the freezer You guys read?" And then it circulates around, and then it like gets this me. was
2: fifteen years ago. Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man! But in, anyway, no, Whitney, uh, she she just kind of gave us insight on um, Michelle Blair's um, whereabouts now. Her uh, and again, she got sentenced in two thousand fifteen, so this isn't that long ago. Mm-hmm. Um, she's been in trouble in in jail twenty eight times. One of the times was for sitting on an inmate in the prison. Which, if you go back and listen to the story, is one of the things she said. Stony is one of the things she said. Maddie said Stony did to her. I mean, like, so that kind of raises your ears because because you, you go, is it possible she lied and she did all this to everybody? You know, why so, was she
2: sitting on people? Well, I mean, what is that? Maybe
1: sitting on them and then beating the shit out of them. I don't uh, know. You know, you get real good leverage when you. Are mounted on somebody. Yeah. I don't know. She just was like, "I'm sitting on you," and now I'm done. You know. I'm sure it was like something else, rubbing mashed potatoes in her, her face, was just or being something.
2: Like a bully. She was just sitting on people.
1: Well, yeah, she probably was being a bully as well. Also, as much as we hear about kid killers getting how they get kid killers and rapists, how they get treated in prison and men's prisons, I'm sure it's no different in women's prisons. I'm sure it's worse because like they give birth to the children. So all those women in there, if you have a child, you 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 know what it's like to have a connection to your child so a woman comes in that killed not only a child but her own children i don't know if you just are just floating around the prison all you know just good money like oh i
2: mean apparently she is though well that's because she's debo (laughs) i mean like she
1: she's not she's not a a, a bitch maid she came in there she's like i I fuck i fuck people up that's what i do uh, but what I wanted to do was I wanted to play uh, They did a Crime Watch Daily interview of, of her And I just wanted to play that Because it is fucking She is not sorry at all So I just wanted to jump to that real quick
2: Can you talk me through the, t- the type of abuse That you had to suffer as a kid?
4: You mean sexual abuse?
2: If that's what happened?
4: That definitely did happen to me That's why I know exactly how I would have grew up mm. I told my mother What happened to me and the only thing she said was, it's over with, so what the you want me to do about it? do you mean what I want you to do? You get what I'm saying? So all I could do is go back and sit in my room and just sit there and look stupid. I'm a kid, and I'm just telling you what happened to me. You didn't do about it. And plus, I still had to see the person coming in and out of my house. You're still friends with that person.
3: So do you believe that the, the violent person you went on to become is a, you were a product of your own childhood?
4: I mean, everybody has choices. So I can't just blame all that on my mom because I'm still an adult. Maybe I should have tried hard to get over that. But anybody who knows me, that touching the kids, the molesting, that no, no. If that's one thing I definitely would have killed over, it would have always been that. It's like, I grew up every day. Hey, I even tried to talk to my mom when I got in my mid-twenties. She had strokes and things like that. And I'm like, Mom, she could barely talk, you could barely talk. She had so many strokes and I'm telling you what my problem was, always with you. The hitting and all that. I just asked you to do something. The person lived around the corner on This particular time it was just a woman named She lived around the corner. She wanna walk around like she big and bad all day. My mama, you, you, you big and bad, everybody's scared of you. But when I come to you with some real and I tell you what happened to me, you didn't walk your around that corner and do to that woman. Like a coward. So, no. No. And this is why I say my kids knew better because I've always told them everything that happened to me. I told them why because I don't understand why it took me so long to tell my mom when I was a kid. You never talked to me about like this, but when I did come to you, you didn't do. So, I always made sure I told my kids this. I told them what happened to me, how it happened to me, how it made me feel in detail. And I say, if anybody ever touches y'all, you better tell me. They knew. I always talk to my kids about that, that touching from anybody. So they definitely knew. And this is the part that really gets me. I used to tell her rape is the worst thing you can do. Just make you tell her all the time. They used to make me feel like I was nothing. It made me feel like I wasn't. You turn around and you do that to my son. You knew exactly what she was doing to him. She knew exactly what the she was doing to him. So yes, yeah, she. Man, I don't care what anybody think. She had to go. Period. God, so I damn sure wasn't about to let go up, mad as hell all the damn time. Can't trust nobody. When it was just as simple as, "You're my mother. Do something." Didn't call the police. Didn't do. F-ing. Just said it's over with now. What the do you want me to do about it? That's my response. So yeah, that's the problem. And this is what can happen to a kid when like that goes. That wasn't happening to my son, period. So when I say he got closure, he got it. I know exactly what he was feeling. Even when my son was talking to me about some of the stuff, he would go like this to his face. He was like, Mom, and it felt so nasty. And that, that right there, I know exactly what he was doing, I knew how he was feeling because that's how I used to feel. When he, when he did that shit, I knew it. There ain't no amount of talking, it was, no. So when you tell me she's a 13 year old child, okay. Some of the most heinous crimes in this world has been by kids. So I, I don't want to hear that. That's my family, I don't give a damn what America thinks. But I also want to tell America they can kiss my ass. Don't throw no stones because they got a whole lot coming their way, too. They just feel more comfortable for them to be able to say, well, my sin is not as bad as yours. At least I didn't kill my kids. That in God's eyes, we all down here. That's period.
1: All right. So, yeah, those were just some words from Michelle Blair. Just something light. Just, you know, keeping it real simple uh, from her point of view. Uh, Yeah, no, obviously, if you listen to that, you can tell why I'm just obsessed with this case. She's a very fascinating woman. Some of the stuff she says you can almost just connect the dots of, man, a psychologist would have a field day. Like her saying about her mom, I I wouldn't let my, this is what can happen if you, when you don't get, you know, closure from sexual abuse, you could turn into me. Just the thing she was saying was like, wow, yeah, you need to talk to a shrink, man. You have some very much unresolved issues and they manifested in you killing your children. Mm -hmm. So, um. I, just, I felt a need to play that just so people could hear the voice of the things that I'm saying happen and what I said happened in that first episode and also why I'm so just fascinated by this case. Um, so, yeah, no, that's the story of Michelle Blair. She's serving life in prison. She requested the death penalty, but they don't have the death penalty in Michigan, so they Damn. they just gave her life. Um, Very fascinating story. I want to give another thank you to Miss Whitney. I appreciate you. Excuse me, I had a burp. Um, I appreciate you coming through with the facts, you know, and and the updates on what's going on in the world of Miss Michelle Blair. And I didn't touch on everything, but I just wanted to, I felt like this is our one year. We're going into season two. I wanted to just kind of touch on what our favorite moments, uh, what our favorite affirmative murders were and reflect on them. And then gracefully move on into season two, into bigger and better cases and uh so i didn't i didn't feel the need to dive back into the story in great detail because it is it's a rough story but it is the first episode and although i'll never listen to those early one episodes again (laughs) i if i recommend if you haven't listened to them go back and listen i mean you you kind of if only to listen to that and then come listen to you know our last week's episode and see the difference and see the progress that we made you know it really is pretty amazing but that was my favorite affirmative murder, and uh, yeah, it's been it's been a hell of a year. Fifty plus cases, so that's twenty five plus for you and twenty five plus for me. We told a lot of crazy stories, but for me, it was Michelle Blair. For you, Fran, it was Mark Harrison, Harrison Graham, aka yeah. Marty. Yeah. Um, and it, you know, here's to here's the fifty plus more, man. Uh, before we uh, start to wrap things up and get up out of here, I actually wanted to play a quick uh, audio submission from the wonderful Alyssa Turtle, shout out to you. She actually sent us in something and I wanted to play that because I thought it was very funny and very sweet and uh, touches on uh, some of her favorite moments from Affirmative Murder. So I'm gonna go ahead and play that right now and check it out.
3: Hello, my name is Alyssa, known on the streets as Alyssa Turtle, been mentioned a few times on the show. I'm pretty cool like that anyway um so my favorite part of the entire show so far is when in one episode um alvin in like a completely serious tone quotes this um city high song and he goes what would you do when there's someone at home crying all alone on the bathroom floor because he's hungry and the only way to feed him is to sleep with a man for a little bit of money and then francelle he's like is that a song and i was like no and then Fran legit starts to like singing. he's like what would you do if there's someone at home and he's like you know what no 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 Uh, I, I that's so weird that reminded me of a song and then Alvin's like no I, I don't know what you're saying man and then he was like okay and then they just like moved on like nothing happened and Alvin like legit never fessed up to seriously quoting this song like I don't know it I thought that was really good. And then that's closely followed in second place with my second favorite moment, which is in episode four, I believe, where um Fran literally says, I'm going to tell the story of Anthony McKnight, cousin of Brian McKnight. And <laughs> I started laughing so hard. And, um, and then Alvin's like, seriously? And then Fran's just like, No. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. So, yep, those are my two favorite moments so far.
1: And thank you very much to Alyssa Turtle. Those are some of, those were some very funny moments. I definitely remember cackling pretty hard at that Brian McKnight joke. That was uh, one of Fran's more shining moments on the podcast. He <laughs> He got me pretty good. And I still don't know what song you're referring to. I don't know that song. Dick. Uh, <laughs> not familiar with the City High, High School <laughs> Musical City. I don't know those people. And I don't know the, those lyrics that you're referring to. But that was a beautiful submission. And we really appreciate it. And we really appreciate everybody. Alvin's wants, an asshole. <laughs> we really appreciate everybody.
4: <laughs>
1: really appreciate everybody just, just being awesome, man. And continuing to be awesome. And you know, like we said, fifty down, fifty plus down, fifty. I Think this is fifty-four. I think. So here's the fifty-four more, uh, friend. You know, what up? best partner in true crime, hottest co-host in the game. Thank you, sir. You know, not, You know, if the award show's coming up soon, he'll be holding the trophy up. Um, and just again, much appreciation to everybody that just is involved. You know, listening commenting sharing everything every aspect of it because we wouldn't get out there to people if there wasn't uh the the chain reaction the first Mm -hmm. person to go hey did you hear this check this out so we really appreciate that we really appreciate the subscribers on the apple Podcasts and on on spotify which we're available now on as well and it's just it's just again it's been an amazing year and here's to another amazing one 2019, everybody, keep your heads low because we're coming in hot in 2019. I'm talking merch. I'm talking, you know, I'm talking everything. I I I really do think 2019 is going to be a really, really fun year. We got a top 2018. Yeah. Because, I mean, what, 2018, let's see. We got network, art from people. We got magnets. Shout out to Jess Huey. We got amazing boxes of cereal from people. We had a meetup with a listener, you know. I mean, just it's just been a it's just been an amazing year, and I just really appreciate everybody who has been a part of that year, this year, and you know I hope you guys stick around for the next one. Fran, you
2: got anything else you want to add? Um, nah, man, just appreciate you being a good, you know, just good, good all around person. I mean, I don't nobody know, know that you're one of the smartest people I know. Thank We've you, been man. friends for you know. For years, you know, since we were kids, so we've seen each other grow and whatnot. But as far as the podcast host, man, you're on top of the list, man. Thank you, man. But, uh, Appreciate that. As, now, did we? Did you do the um the winner of the
1: oh wow contest?
2: No, I did not. But uh, what I will announce
1: here, I think we can both agree. But I'm gonna actually, it was such an intense contest that I'm going to do. Uh, runner up and a third prize obviously first place it has to go to Antoinette Rogers she kicked off the whole thing to the next level you know Kelly Rule came in with the saltine cracker uh, the sticker on the saltine cracker and it was something just like it was something like Parks and Rec it was something just you know minute like minuscule simple comedy about that that just really cracked me up but that was the only submission we had and then Miss Rogers took that shit Took it, put the sticker in a post office, which is bold, because that's a federal building. Yeah. You know, the feds could have came through, shut the whole shit down, put her in handcuffs. But she said, you know what? I'm a fucking rebel. Hold this sticker on the wall. She jumped up, did the MJ pose in the sky, slapped <laughs> it on the wall. And then and then she came back through after she already kind of secured victory with that one, because mm. she was the the martyr that kind of set the whole pod, uh, podcast sticker competition on fire. She then came back around, and for me, because that was for you. Yeah. This, the post office sticker was for you. Yeah. She came back around, superimposed the sticker on the base of Pete Wentz mm-hmm. from Fallout Boy. And in that moment, I said, well, I mean, she wins. Yeah. I couldn't come straight out and say that because that's bias. <laughs> but I want Miss Antoinette Rogers to know those two moments in the competition secured you the victory and secured you that serial killer spoon as well as that trading card game. So we will be needing to get that address from you if it's not already in our files. If we sent you a sticker, so we have it. So but I might just message you to get it from you. You win. You be be proud of. Yes. Round of applause. Shout out to you, Fran. And thank you again because I was about to leave and not even mention this. Shout out <laughs> to you. You win. But the giving doesn't stop. In second place, because she was the first real submitter mm. of a of a of a of a uh of a photo that was worthy of winning wasn't just putting it, taking it and putting it on top of the envelope or, you know, whatever, something simple. Like I got mine, a selfie with it really was like, let me go and put this shit on some shit. Miss Kelly rule. You got to get runner up because you were the, you kind of were the catalyst for the competition because we mentioned you over and over again as the, the one that was in front place. And that then went, made Antoinette put on her Jordans go to the post office and catch flight and slam that shit on the wall. So you motivated her to take the shit to the next level. Third place is a woman you just heard from Alyssa turtle with probably the most artsy photo of them all. She took her sticker and she put it on a wall of spoons. What do you use to eat cereal with friend, If I might ask A fork spoons, <laughs> that's right. A spoon. So she was on brand all the different spoons lined up a wall of spoons it was just beautiful photos and it and it and it, it was it was just it was it was it was it was, t- it was just perfect and it was a beautiful i don't know if you put it on portrait mode but it was beautiful and although this isn't going to come with a prize i have to i would be remiss if i didn't do this terry Heber Wolfgram. Introducing Blue Baby into the Facebook group. Changed shit on a different level. That that damn baby (laughs) haunts my every waking dream and nightmare. And then finding out that it's in an egg, uh, uh, it sent shivers down my spine. So I want to give a shout out to Terry Wolfgram. That is not one that comes with a prize, but Alyssa Turtle and Kelly Rule, you guys will be receiving something in the near future, so keep an eye out on your mail. I don't really know what it's going to be yet. I'm going to be honest. I just felt like this competition <laughs> was so hot. I felt like it had to be a runner-up in the third place. So you guys look out for them in the mail for something coming your way. And Miss Antoinette Rogers, you did it, sweetheart. You are victorious. You should be proud of yourself. You should, you should, you should be proud of yourself for not only winning but kicking the contest in its ass. Cause that's what you. That's what you. I'm sorry, I got so excited, I Bert. That's what you really did. And we appreciate it, because the contest, gotta be honest, it was going to Kelly. It just was, because she was the only one that really put an effort in. And then you did that, and it sparked this whole landslide of people putting them everywhere. So again, we appreciate you, man. And um, once again, before we get out of here, it is October. This month, the, the polling is closed. This month, we're going to be watching Bernie starring Jack Black. This is also going to be the first... Uh, serial and serial in season two, uh, featuring now Miss Sierra Fath. This is a movie, right? Yeah, it's a movie. Yeah, I have seen this already. Right. Yeah, uh, it's. I mean, I've I, I've seen it, but I haven't seen it in a long time. So I'm. I seen it, but I didn't see it. I didn't see it. See it.
2: Like, oh, I you saw it. You Fran saw it. Yeah, it was just on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I watched it, but nah, I got a reason to watch. I didn't when I watch stuff. It's just like, oh, cool. No, I gotta, I gotta watch it and then you I gotta to dissect attention. it and then yeah, talk
1: about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm excited. I'm excited to do that because it is based on it's a, it's a true story. So we are gonna be watching Bernie this month for anybody out for everybody out there who likes to listen to Serial and Serial. And um, Fran, would you be able to record that this week? Yeah. Okay. So look for that uh, possibly this Saturday. Um, no guarantees, but I do have a soft yes from Fran as of right now. So pencil that in for a new Serial and Serial this Saturday. I've been Alvin Williams, joined as always by my partner in True Crime France. So, Evans and folks, this has been an incredible year. Give it up for yourselves. Uh, Here's the 2019, and uh, we'll see you guys next week.